Hello and welcome to Life Save Her, the podcast. This is a podcast for all of my women, men you can listen to, but for all of my women to come get a weekly dose of some self-care, some self-help, and tips to live the life that you desire. I'm your host, Brittany A. Johnson. I want to set this disclaimer. While I am a licensed mental health counselor and I am going to be talking about mental health and life-related topics, this is not a substitute for therapy. This is an addition, this is a bonus, this is that kind of added support so that you have what you need in and outside of session. If you need a therapist, I encourage you to reach out to different therapists in your area, or you may also email me to get a list of therapists that I may recommend. Stay tuned for today's episode. Welcome to today's episode. Today I want to kind of piggyback on an episode that we've done before where we talked about, you know, out with the old and in with the new. And with this being a new time, it's a new year, it's a new month, it's a new week, whatever it is that you're listening to, this is something that's new, right? It's a new beginning, or that's what we like to tell ourselves. And so when we think about a new beginning, the new year or new month, or when you're starting to do something on your personal development journey or your journey through, you know, healing from trauma or anxiety, whatever you want to label it, there's always a a period of time where you're super excited about what this new life is going to bring or what this new goal is going to, you know, do for you once you've reached it or, you know, how these things are going to impact you in a positive way. But one of the things that I've noticed recently and in the last few years Um, is the increased talk around having relationships that you don't end simply because of how long you've been in them or how long you've had them or doing certain things because of how long you've, you know, been in that space or how long you've been doing the skill or whatever it is. There's this, this kind of theme around you have to stay the course no matter what. And we've talked in previous episodes and even with some of the interviews and guests that have come on we've we've had this kind of theme of talking about that that's not true anymore right like we know that that's how we used to do things but that you know that doesn't have to be what you continue to do but here we are in this new time frame and i'm seeing kind of a resurgence of people wanting to hold on to things that they used to have or hold on to things that you know that they've had for in their lives for a long time and I want to talk, talk about why that is and what that means and what we can do with it. So the first thing that comes to mind when I think about the idea of holding on to something or why we might hold on to old things and then what that again means for us when we do decide to hold on to old things. And the number one thing that comes up is comfort and um, consistency and the idea that you know what it is, right? You've experienced it. Even if it's painful, you know what the pain is going to feel like, you know what the cycle is going to be, and you can kind of rest your hat, so to speak, on knowing that whatever that is, whether it's a relationship you're having with someone, whether it's a behavior you have with yourself, whether it's, you know, as as mundane or as simple and, and something we don't think about as when the bills are going to come in, right? Like you pretty much know what day your bills are due. And, you, and that's something that, you know, no matter what, we're going to have to pay those. So that's not something that we give thought to. But what about those other things? What about the relationships that, we're, that we have with ourselves and with people? 
What about those old moments, those old traumatic experiences that we have, that we have now found comfort in? And I know that that is a hard thing to hear and it's even harder to accept, but that is a reality for most of us, that regardless to how good or bad something is, if we are used to it, we will continue to do it. We will continue to repeat the cycle. We'll continue to, to do the same things. And we might change a few little things about whatever it is that we're doing in hopes that that's going to give us this drastically new outcome. But most of us already know that it probably won't, right? So we, you know, we use the example all the time of exercise and, and weight loss and, and going to the gym and this idea that, you know, you're going to do it and, and hopefully you're going to do it for the rest of the year, but you're probably really only going to do it for the first week of the year, the first two weeks. You might do it longer, but typically most people, unless they really are deciding to make that change and incorporate that into their life, it doesn't last. And so really, you know, what is that? What is that about? And so we know that's where that comfort comes in. That's where that um, the I know what this is. I, I know what to expect. I know how to control the pain. Because for most of us, it really does boil down to being about control, right? So when things are chaotic, when things are in chaos, when our life is, is kind of up in the air, when we're in this period of indecision or this kind of period of, of we don't know, right? The unknown, it's we look for things that remind us of comfort. We look for things that we can kind of hold on to that remind us that we do have control. We, there are some, there's some structure there and, and we'll hold on to it with everything inside of us, right? We won't let it go ever simply because again, it's something that we know we can expect. And if you've ever worked with people who've been involved in intimate partner, domestic violent relationships, they will tell you if you're listening and you're listening with a open ear and not a judgmental ear, but they will tell you that there were times that they would go ahead and do something to trigger because they knew the cycle of if I go ahead and get this out of the way, then I will have this moment of peace and they're looking for the peace. Now, what they learned later is that, that, you know, that they didn't need to do that or that that still was not healthy and it wasn't good. But in some of those moments, we just kind of go ahead and get it over with so we can get the pain out of the way. And this is not in relation to the, to the DV situations, but in a sense it is, right? You go ahead, you kind of get it out of the way and then you move forward and you go on with it, right? You go, you get to go on with your day, so to speak, or you get to go on with your life. Now, we know that that is an unhealthy way for things to go. It's very unhealthy. It's not, you know, a good thing for anyone to be in those relationships and also not a good thing to try to go ahead and let the bad happen so you can have moments of peace. But the reality is the reality, right? That is something that many of us have experienced in some capacity, that we're just trying to hold on to what we can. We're trying to control what we can. And again, good or bad, we wanna do that. But what does that look like when you start doing those things in long-term relationships? And when I say relationships, I'm not just talking intimate relationships. I'm talking friendships that you've had with people. I'm talking coworker relationships that you've developed. Just any type of relationship that you had that really is probably not serving you anymore or that you know what to expect. And so you go through the motions, you go through the movements. I call it those performative actions, right? You know that you're going to say the same things. We see that when, when there's been some type of crisis in the world, immediately we see posts that say thoughts and prayers. My thoughts are with this, or I'm praying for this, or, you know, thoughts and prayers. 
but how many people really are actually spending time to have thoughts about it and actually doing the action of praying about if that's what you what you believe in what you do typically we don't see that right typically it's just performative when someone passes away or someone is sick we always immediately say sorry right and if you've ever had if you've ever lost someone close to you you know that that sorry that people are giving you they mean well but you know it's just performative you know that they're, they don't know what else to say so they're saying what they can and they're just kind of going on with it and in the moment it might hurt your feelings or you might have some thoughts about it but typically that goes away right away because you understand that there's not much to say or that there's nothing really that someone can say that's going to come for you. But I'm thinking about performative. I'm also, I'm really going deeper into some of those performative things that we do in our relationships, right? Have you ever met someone who has talked about that they have been with their partner or they've been in this friend group for, especially friend groups, they've been in this friend group for 10 years or more, or sometimes even longer. And they really don't have anything positive to say about the friendship. They don't really have anything that, that explains or displays that the friendship has grown over the years. It's just more that, oh, I've known this person since this, you know, third grade. Or I've known this person, you know, since we were in high school. And it's my longest friendship, my longest relationship. And I need, you know, I don't want to lose it. I really don't care for the person not in a negative way but just like we've grown into different places we've grown into different you know in different directions but i really just am not ready to give that up or it's not allowed right i'm not allowed to give it up so i've heard that numerous times that that there is a belief that having a long-term relationship proves that you are stable and i completely understand how that notion has been created. I completely understand how we have learned and how we have seen evidence, so to speak, to prove that that being in a long-term relationship, having a long-term friendship, being on your job for a certain amount of time could mean that you're stable, but it also could mean that you aren't honoring yourself. It also could mean that you have become avoidant, you've become complacent, or you have become performative. And so it's important to start really looking at and assessing what does that look like? What does that mean? How does that work? So the first thing that you typically notice if you have slipped into a performative relationship is you'll notice that you aren't seeking out conversation with that friend anymore. You're kind of waiting for them to call you. It's not that you are doing that test, which that's a whole other episode about let me see who's going to call me first and, and that whole thing. It's not that you're doing that test. But it is this idea that you know that you don't really have anything to offer this relationship anymore. Therefore, you're just kind of waiting for them to call you, waiting for them to say something to you. And then you're going to answer because, again, you respect this person. You have love for this person. You really care about them and their feelings. And there's, you know, not really a reason to end the friendship because most of us only end those kind of friendships or end friendships when there's conflict, very rarely do we just kind of let something grow apart and we have a conversation about it and then we just kind of move forward. So typically you're just kind of waiting for them to call. And if they don't call, great. If they do, you may answer the phone if you're not busy or if you you know feel like making time. So that's one thing that you'll notice if you have entered into a performative relationship. Another thing that you may notice if you're in a performative relationship is the idea that 
when they are talking, you find yourself dazing off or glazing over, you find yourself daydreaming, you find yourself having rebuttals in your mind about what they're saying. For example, if you're talking to a, you're in a relationship with a friend and they're talking about their new goals or something they're going to try, but you know, because you've been around them for so long that you're not really hearing anything that signifies that they're going to change and you're not in the position to challenge them or want to challenge them. So you're just listening, but you're listening with this ear of like, okay, yeah, right, sure, that's what you're going to do, right? So that's another way that you might realize and notice that you are kind of in this performative relationship with someone. Another one is really more along the lines of your body. You might notice that your body is starting to get tense when this person calls or it's tense when you know you're going to interact with this person. You might notice that your you know, back starts to get tight or your shoulders start to hurt, your, your neck is possibly hurting, and just other things related to your body giving you signals that we are sliding into autopilot when we're talking to this person or we're interacting with this person. So those are things and signs that you might be in a performative relationship. But what does it cost you, right? Because there's always a cost associated to everything that we do. And by cost, you all know by now that I'm not just talking about that financial, that I'm really more talking about mental capacity, physical capacity, things like that. And so if you're in a performative relationship with a friend with a friend, and you are hitting autopilot often, or every time you're talking to them, you're hitting autopilot, autopilot is good for temporary measures. But when you think about the fact that that means that you are having to slow your heart rate down, you're slowing your breathing down, you're having to do all types of things mentally to block out the urge to tell this person, you know, you don't want to hear it or to not talk to them or even to just be able to sit in the space and listen to what they say. You know, that's one of the things that it possibly could be costing you. And so what should you do about that? Right. So like, let's say that that's something that's happening to you or that that's a cost that you are ready to change and you're not willing to give up or I'm sorry that you're ready to give up because there's some situations where you're like it doesn't cost me anything I don't have to go into autopilot I just know that this is what it's going to be with this person and I'm just going to go forward with it but if it is costing you and if you are ready to change it what are some things that you think that you can do one of the number one things that you can do is really be true to truthful with yourself and honest with yourself on why am I maintaining this relationship is it because I've got this old thinking and old beliefs that I have to do it because it proves something to somebody who's probably not really paying attention, right? Because who really is looking at, are you stable because of a relationship? And now that we know more information about, sometimes it's not even about stability. It's more so about your desire to avoid conflict or your desire to avoid change. We really have to start being honest with ourselves around, what is this really about? Am I really doing this because I really want this person in my life? Or am I doing this because I'm not ready to do some my own work to make some change? Because we've got to look at that, right? We've got to definitely be able to look in the mirror and see which one is it. And oftentimes it's going to be a combination of both. But it is important that before we say it's the other person or before we put it on them, that we really are looking at ourselves and looking at what can I do different for myself or what do I need to do different for myself in order to change this interaction, why am I feeling this way about this friend? What has happened over the years or what has happened that has me feeling this way? Is it a temporary thing? Because, you know, let's be realistic and be honest with ourselves here, right? There are times where we get upset with our friends for things that they've done or said that we didn't feel like addressing at the time. 
And so over time, it's just building up and it's building up. And then now all of a sudden you want to avoid them or you want to be judgmental towards them. And so that's important to look at. Is it something that's temporary? Is it something that I need to do a little bit of digging within myself to see that, do I need to do something different? Is there something that I need to have a conversation with myself about and then possibly them about? Or is it something that you're just going to continue to say, you know what? It's going to be performative. I'm okay with it being performative. I'm okay with knowing that when this person calls my phone or when they send a text, that it's going to be the same spiel over and over again. And I'm just going to kind of ride with it. You have the decision to make however you want to make it, right? You have the ability to make those decisions and do what you need to do. But it's important that you are 100% honest with yourself and you make peace with whatever decision you decide to go with. If you decide that you are going to continue the status quo and continue to have these performative relationship because it's important to you that you have a long-term relationship, then you do that. If you're ready to make that change, and I encourage you to do that, that digging in within and start making that change. Let me know what you think. Until next time. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found the episode insightful and helpful to you on your journey. As you all know, podcasts are rated by the number of subscribers and the ratings that they receive. So don't forget to hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this at and also leave a rating and a comment. I welcome all comments. Also, make sure you head over to the different social medias, Instagram at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC, Facebook at Brittany A. Johnson, and even on LinkedIn at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC, and follow so you can stay connected to what's going on. Talk to you soon.